It's outside the box, questioning my so-called patriotic duty. Today's topic is, why peace? It's obvious that the U.S. government has taken sides in the conflict in Ukraine. The Russians, especially Vladimir Putin, are the bad aggressors, and the Ukrainians are the innocent victims and need to be supported militarily. Of course, it isn't that simple, that one side is all right and the other all wrong. Research from various sources shows bad actions by both Russia and Ukraine. During the Soviet era, Russians were sent to Ukraine to Russianize that country. But Ukraine has been taking military action against pro-Russian separatists in eastern parts of the country since 2014. Russia sent its military into another country, clearly an invasive act. Its soldiers are being accused of war crimes, mass slaughter, rape, other horrors. But a few neutral observers say horrendous acts attributed to Russia, like mass graves, may actually be done by the Ukrainians. Russia appears to be attempting genocide of the country and culture of Ukraine so it can protect itself against NATO threats. However, there are claims of neo-Nazi militias fighting on behalf of Ukraine against Russian separatists. Not a simple situation of who's right and who's wrong. What should be the U.S. position on this conflict? My hope is that the U.S. will use a, quote, human rights framework, end quote, in its position on the war. It should always be promoting a quick end to the conflict so that fewer people die or suffer. It doesn't blame just one side. It blames all sides. It should be on the side of ending the suffering of innocent people, not one government or another. No matter who, quote unquote, wins the war, it's a loss for both Russia and Ukraine. Because the U.S. has done its own share of starting wars and destabilizing of other governments and countries, it should not be out front in promoting human rights yet until it stops its own threatening. But it can support the United Nations or Nobel Peace Laureates or other independent efforts to intervene in this conflict for an end to military action. It can support refugee relief and sanctions that primarily hurt the warmongers, but not Russian civilians, just trying to survive. I've been participating in weekly vigils in downtown Bangor every Wednesday from noon to 1230 in front of Bangor City Hall. These are peace vigils, not supporting either side, but rather an end to the fighting. The U.S. should not send billions of dollars to the Ukraine military to keep the conflict alive. This will destroy more of Ukraine and cause the loss of more lives on both sides. Not a solution. There are no right wars and wrong wars, I believe. They're all wrong because a few powerful men create conflicts that they won't settle in any other way. The victims are everyone else, soldiers, guerrilla fighters, and many, many civilians, including about 6 million Ukrainian refugees and another 8 million internally displaced. The Russian people are suffering also from an economy that's collapsing 
because of sanctions. Sadly, the U.S. wants to expand its influence in Ukraine, in Europe, and around the world, just as Russia does. This proxy war against Russia, fought by the Ukrainians, gives the U.S. a way to expand that influence without endangering U.S. troops. It strengthens NATO, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, a Cold War relic that seems to provide security to many European countries while threatening Russia. Would Russia have started its war against Ukraine if NATO did not exist? This is not to excuse Russian aggression, nor U.S. aggression in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other countries. Its failure to act in places like Syria, Palestine, and Yemen, and its constant manipulation of governments through spying and CIA involvements throughout the Americas and beyond. Both the U.S. and Russia need a 180-degree turnaround. Any so-called victory by either Russia or Ukraine, rather than an immediate interruption and ending of the fighting, will encourage governments to use war and military means to resolve conflicts and seize territory they can control. What's really needed is the political and social will on an international level, initiated by the UN and or other international peace movements to express outrage against any war or aggression which violates human rights. That outrage needs to be backed up by worldwide disapproval and ways to isolate and pressure any government aggressor. If we want to save lives and suffering and respect all humans, we need to adopt this human rights framework for addressing all conflicts. Taking sides with a government will make things worse, not better. How do you think we can resolve all conflicts without resorting to weapons and militaries? I'm Larry Danzinger, prepared to keep on vigiling for the foreseeable future.